welcome to Black Bottom Saints with Alice Randall. I'm your host, Alice Randall. Each episode of this podcast will explore the life of a particular saint in the novel Black Bottom Saints, the rich history of Detroit's Black Bottom neighborhood, what the Detroit past has to tell us about the global future, and end with a cocktail recipe. This podcast is for people who have and have not read Black Bottom Saints. Join me to talk about the play between history and fiction, how one informs the other. I hope a stop here is a little like meeting up with a talk to a stranger in the lobby of Detroit's fabled Gotham Hotel. This week, I want to introduce you to Shirley McNeil, PhD, patron saint of teachers, psychologists, meditators, and all matter of Black Zen. In honor of Shirley McNeil, educator, I'm going to read aloud to you a few excerpts from a thought-provoking article written by an extraordinary reporter, Casey Parks, who's on the staff of the Washington Post. It's a long article, and I'll only be reading you a tiny, teeny part of it, but I recommend that you read the whole article in its entirety. It's thought-provoking reporting that helps us notice small but significant changes in our world that represent opportunities for progress if the small change is to be noticed and nurtured. It's a work of nonfiction that I want to put in conversation with my fiction. The article appeared in the New Yorker on June 14th, 2021, just around Father's Day. This is a sign to me. In Ziggy's world, Father's Day is the highest holiday. It's the weekend in which Youth Colossal was presented. His pageant that celebrated Black creatives in music, dance, and history, and Black children as people of will and skill, and as students. Students were important to Shirley McNeil, PhD. She was a teacher. She taught in schools, and she taught outside of schools. She taught in schools with things that normally stood outside of schools, such as meditation. And she taught outside of schools, things normally taught in schools, such as history, which is how she came to write the scripts for Youth Colossal and how I come to that brilliant Casey Parks article that starts with a true story about butterflies. And here for a moment, I'm giving you Casey Parks words from the New Yorker. When Victoria Bradley was in fifth grade, she started asking her mother, Bernita, to homeschool her. Bernita wasn't sure where the idea came from. They never saw homeschooling on TV, but something always seemed to be going wrong at school for Victoria. In 2011, Bernita moved her family, which also included her older son, Carlos, to Detroit's East English neighborhood, where she bought a three-story yellow brick house for $12,000. Victoria, then in fourth grade, transferred to Brenda Scott Academy, where two girls started bullying her. One wrote, quote, I'm fat in black pin on the back of Victoria's shirt. On another occasion, one of the girls spit at Victoria. She screamed at them and she was suspended. Again, this is quoting this wonderful article in the New Yorker. That year, administrators suspended 340 Black students, or 42% of the school's Black population. 
and another 16 black girls were arrested there. Back to the article, Victoria moved to a top rated charter school where she lasted only a few months. She said that an administrator picked on certain black students. By fifth grade, Victoria had attended five schools and she was tired of being the new kid. She brought up homeschooling when she was reprimanded for having blue braids. And again in eighth grade, after some boys dared each other to try picking her up as she sat at her desk, homeschooling, she said, would allow her to learn at her own place without anyone making fun of her. Bernita was sympathetic, but she told Victoria she couldn't teach her. She was a single mom and it never completed her college degree. For high school, Victoria enrolled in a majority white charter school. Before the coronavirus pandemic shuttered Detroit's school system, which serves about 53,000 students, she had failed chemistry and barely passed algebra. Soon after school went remote in March, 2020, Victoria asked Bernita if she could drop out and take a job doing nails. During the first months of lockdown, Bernita, who works as an educational consultant, spent hours each day talking to other parents of students in the Detroit system on Zoom and Facebook. One mother told her she had shut herself in the bathroom to cry after overhearing teachers berate her children on Microsoft Teams. Others told Bernita they'd only just discovered their children had been performing below grade level. Before the pandemic, 6% of Detroit's fourth graders met proficiency benchmarks in math and 7% in reading, according to the National Assessment of Educational Progress. Early one evening last July, before Victoria's senior year, Bernita and Victoria pulled into their driveway and found that a container of dish soap they bought at Sam's Club had spilled in the trunk. While Benita bailed out the soap using a three-ring binder and some old rags, Victoria looked down the cracked driveway and pointed at a swarm of fireflies. What makes them glow, she asked. Bernita watched Victoria chase the fireflies around the yard for a few minutes. This, she thought, was what a black kid's life should feel like, happy and unencumbered. She told Victoria to find a mason jar. They ran through the grass until Victoria had trapped a single glowing insect. Afterwards, they sat on their stoop, researching the specimen on Victoria's phone. They learned that the bugs belonged to the family Lampredae and that a bioluminescent enzyme makes them glow. As Victoria scrolled, Bernita laughed. You do know this is homeschooling, right? She asked. Victoria looked up from her phone. The fireflies lit up around them. Really? She asked. Yep, Bernita said. This is homeschooling. This is science. We about to do it for real. That's that amazing New Yorker article open, and it just gets better from there. Before the pandemic, 3% of Black kids homeschooled in America. After the pandemic, 16% are homeschooling. This is a big COVID change not enough people are talking about. This is Alice Randall Blackbottom Saints author talking. Homeschooling has emerged as an embodiment 
of radical self-reliance as an antidote of the whitewashing of history, as a shelter from schoolyard racism, as a shelter from the adultification and criminalization of Black children, Black play, and Black learning. This is a trend that Shirley McNeil, PhD, the woman who wrote the scripts for Ziggy's pageant, the woman who first put meditation into Detroit public schools and was a public school teacher, would have appreciated, would have championed, because she knew profound learning, often the most profound learning, takes place outside of the classroom, took place in her time at Ziggy's dance school, where students were invited to make mistakes, where students were invited to be loud, to be original, to be quiet, to innovate, to try, to fail, to observe, to create, not merely study the creations of others. For Shirley McNeil and for Ziggy and for all of the Black Bottom Saints, the first goal of education is to foster love of learning. The second is to nurture the child's respect for their own mind. And the third is to sustain and fuel curiosity and questioning. Remember, Ziggy was about the art of raising dangerous citizens who would question the status quo. These three goals, fostering the love of learning, nurturing the child's respect for their own mind, and sustaining and fueling curiosity, braid together to develop children with the will and the skill that allows them from earliest days to think for themselves, not parrot known answers to expected questions on standardized tests. More and more Black parents are coming to believe and more and more progressive parents are coming to believe that this can best be accomplished, not in a public school, not in a private school, not in a parochial school, but in a home school. It's not the only way, but it's a way we've got to take some much closer looks at. Libation for the feast day of Shirley McNeil. The will and the skill. Not a drink for children, but for those who might encourage them. One pony of bourbon, one pony of sherry, two chunks of pineapple juice, one half lemon juice, one half pony of simple syrup. Fill a highball glass three quarters full of ice, add all ingredients, stir. Add additional ice if necessary. Be flexible when you fill the glass. Next week, we'll be talking about bubbles and bucks. Until then, Keep zagging with Ziggy. And always remember, joy is radical. I am Alice Randall, and this is the Black Bottom Saints. This podcast was produced by Chelsea Crowell and Aaron McAnally. The theme from Black Bottom Saints was written and recorded by Lewis York. Nashville Women Blues was recorded by Reese Palmer and written by Bessie Smith.
The novel Black Bottom Saints is published by Amistad, HarperCollins, and is available at your favorite bookstore and on Audible. Find out more at alicerandall.com.